Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen Won't you come, come and take me Into the Truth Seeker Podcast. Argos, psychic, everything's ungodly, dark savage. Streaming live at TruthSeeker.com. She's not a Christian. Give it up, y'all. Your portal to the paranormal, esoteric, and all things spiritual. She's tampering in dark savage stuff. And now, your host, Truth Seeker. Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? I'm Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me today on this beautiful episode. We got a good show planned up, lined up for you guys today and uh, looking forward to get back in the swing of things. I only did one show last week. I think it was Monday. Um, some, uh, you know, sometimes the guests aren't able to make it and then sometimes they don't really have uh, 
an idea about what to talk about. But once you get me going, I can I can kind of start talking. So um, got a good show planned for you guys today. Got some more stuff coming up this week. So excited about that. Some extra podcasts lined up as well. So want to give a huge shout out and say a huge thank you to uh, everybody who is supporting the podcast and my music via Patreon. Uh, couldn't do this without you guys. So again, thank you so much. Some of the newest patrons we have within the last week or two, I'm going to give a shout out to those guys who are just coming on board, joining the fo- fold. Um, shout out to Blake Snap. Welcome, my friend, Mac Daddy. What's up, Mac Daddy? Thank you for joining. Anthony Wozniak Ed and Ed Kroll. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the team. Um, so blessed to have you guys uh, believing in the vision that we're building here with uh, the podcast and the community and everything that we're doing on the back end. So if you'd like to support, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash true seeker the link is in the description if you'd like to check that out you get access to my entire discography of music which is 10 plus albums as well as all the new unreleased music that's over there as well so as soon as i get done with the song it's mixed and, and mastered and uploaded to patreon and so hopefully uh you guys check that stuff out and some really cool stuff that's available that's not available to the general public it's just there for the patron supporters only right now it's uh usually months um ahead of of uh time before it's released to the general public so you get access to that as well as the school of the mystics which is what we do every thursday night which is like the um community aspect to what we're building here with the podcast and everything um we like to get together have discussion hang out and uh you know we go through courses together and um just build together as a community last couple weeks we've just been doing hangouts haven't really been diving diving into any material but we're about we're about to get back into some more material i got some messages on patreon people are um, who aren't able to make it on Thursday night. So we usually record those episodes for people to go back and listen to on Patreon. And, and uh, I haven't been doing that lately only because it's been uh, just hangout and discussion and stuff. So once we get back into the courses, either this week or next, all that stuff will be recorded and uploaded for people who aren't able to join us live on Thursday nights. So uh, you get access to all that stuff by becoming a patron at any level of giving anywhere from a dollar a month is Awesome. So thank you guys for all the support. Um, Special shout out to Benny Ween. Special shout out to Adam Brink uh, for supporting at the diamond body level. Uh, With that being said, uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring in today's guest. And I'm speaking with Joy Elaine today. Joy, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm I'm uh, excited to talk to you. I, when I looked at your repertoire and, and your books and the things that you're bringing to the table, it's a wide range of topics. So it's really hard just to say the pinpoint. I like to kind of name the podcast as we go live just to kind of give a general idea about what we're talking about. But you cover a lot of topics in your books and experiences throughout your life. So we're pretty much just, I guess, going to do an overview of everything that you bring to the table. And I, I'm sure I can pull out some uh, some questions in and out of there that I already have. So if you want to start off, it'd be awesome just to kind of give an overview about who you are, what you bring to the table, and maybe just kind of set the books up a little bit would be great. All right. Thanks, Gary. So um, there are six books that I've self-published, and I and they are the the Joy Chronicles. My name is Joy, so I thought that was a good title for the books. And um, they are my experiences with 
Ascended Masters, uh, dragons, fairies, leprechauns, and other beings that we think, uh, many of us may have think that they're mythical. Um, well, you know, it's kind of hard when you're not seeing something to actually maybe believe in, in it. You know, that's, that's some of my close friends are in that position. But um, the thing is, they are not on the same dimension that we are. We've had interactions in the past, if you can imagine, with dragons that weren't so great. And so in the second book that I wrote called Blossoming of Love, I work with Gia, that's the embodiment of Earth, to restore the dragons to Earth because we'd actually killed them off two times in the past. And she brought them back to the seventh dimension. So um, that's a pretty safe place because Earth is... Earth and everything on Earth is now in the fifth and sixth dimensions. So that's a little bit of a, an overview of, of where we are with, um, you know, with our evolution. I've studied a modality, a healing modality called Serenity Vibration Healing since 2003. And the work that I did with that uh, helped me get clear enough to bring this information in the books through and also, I learned how to energetically travel to different dimensions and different times. So that's where these experiences are occurring. Initially, in the first book, which is called Path of Sweetness, I step onto this uh, tenth dimension, onto an Ashtar command ship. <laughs> that's beautiful. And so my opening question usually is, is I want to go back to where this stuff started for you, like, what what were some of the early experiences that you've had? Was it when you were a little kid? Most people, you know, they have these weird things happening to them when they're a little kid and beings coming in their room or being able to see fairies while they're in the forest playing and things like that. Did you ever have those encounters when you was a little kid? I did. But see, the thing is, I grew up and I forgot. So I grew up on a farm, and for the first eight years of my life, I was what I considered a wild child. I mean, I was outside, as long as the weather was uh, halfway decent, I was outside barefooted, running around on our farm, interacting with the cows and the animals we raised and climbing the trees, and just uh, living really, really close to nature. And of course, that's that's the way that if you want to connect with nature spirits, then you need to be out in nature. <laughs> So um, I didn't really even, we then we moved from that farm when I was about eight and I was devastated. I wanted to stay there. I just couldn't, I just couldn't imagine living in another place. Even though we only moved about a mile down the road, I, I cried and cried and cried. And it wasn't until about four years ago when I was speaking with one of my angel guys, I said, is there a fairy I could talk to? And he said, how about you connect with Shalaya? That's the fairy you knew when you were a little girl. See, I've forgotten that. And so when I energetically connected with her, it was like I cried, you know. She said she was sad when I left, too, because, you know, I, was, I spent a lot of climb, time climbing trees. And she said she would sit with me in the trees. And so then she said, if you come back, we can climb a tree together. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not so much into climbing trees. She said, well, then if you just take off your shoes and walk on the ground, I can connect with you. So if you're really interested in connecting with the fairies, that's the best way. Spend some time outside and just get quiet. You know, maybe take your shoes off, lay down on a blanket in the grass and just ask for the fairies to communicate with you. They will. And eventually you'll start maybe hearing them or seeing them if you haven't so far. Well, as everybody sees fairies when they're little, when they're a baby, 
Mm-hmm. And then we get a little bit older and we just kind of maybe, you know, that's not supported in our family or our society. And so we just forget. We just let that go and, and pretend that there are no such things. Mm-hmm. That's so that, the- you know, that was how I reconnected with the fairy. And I did that at the end of the first book. And then books two through six, there's just lots of fairy information. That's the thing is where it... um connects with your imagination right because we have all of these different you know things that we're encountering and a voice told me this and i've seen this in my dream or whatever these these different ideas are um but when it when you know that realm crosses over into our realm is when things kind of get real right where where does imagination come in to to play with it because there's a lot of people who are experts in this field or so-called maybe self-proclaimed experts, but they've never had a physical encounter. They can tell you all of this lore, magic, how to see or hear fairies, but they've never actually seen anything. And it surprises me as all the people I've talked to on here, um, they've never had those physical encounters. And that that's like the juicy stuff. It's like, hold on, something's going on versus it's in your imagination. I know your imagination it plays a big part in, in, in right, yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Talking to them telepathically, things like that. But when it crosses over, um, what, what was some of the first, the first times when, when you knew that it was real, was it with de- dealing with this fairy speaking with you and then you seen a manifestation or how did that well, come about? See, I started practice, pres- practicing serenity vibration healing in 2003 and that helped me start to get really, really much clearer, improve my clear audience, my clairvoyance, so that I started seeing things. I'd been, I'd been hearing and seeing things at night a lot. Many of us do that because we're in a kind of relaxed state. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, you wake up and you forget what you saw or you heard. So I can, I've been keeping for probably 20 years. I've been keeping a little digital voice recorder under my pillow. And I wake up just enough to record what I heard. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that helps you. That helped me to get more in tune with what was happening. And then when I when I started seeing, you know, the fairies and and, and I've actually only seen them a couple of times. So it's not like it's it really isn't an everyday experience for, for most people. And, and it's not really everyday for me, but I hear very, very clearly. So. When you hear a fairy speak or when you telepathically get a message, then, you know, there's no need to try to convince yourself that they are real. I mean, it's it's just, you know, when you have those kinds of experiences, people, you know, you know, when you hear another person's thoughts or when you experience that paranormal paranormal event, nobody can tell you that you didn't experience that. So um that was encouraging for me. And the coolest thing is, okay, you're wondering, well, when are people going to see these fairies? And when are they going to see the leprechauns? And when are they going to see the dragons? We're going to see all them when we're in the eighth dimension. They'll be back because at that point in our evolution, we won't be killing anything. We'll be able to coexist with those species and those beings. Now, how are we able to... Um raise our vibration so whenever we are in a relaxed state or if we're there's things that you can do and and and, and ways that you can train yourself to see into those dimensions so like through meditation through trance right. state things like that are we able to kind of raise our vibration to kind of be in both dimensions at once when we're able to see a lot of that stuff cross over well the good news is that we're all raising our vibration no matter what we do because that's just the process that earth is in 
we're all lifting up. Now, it may not seem like that. I mean, there's just describing there's a lot of chaos going on, but that's stuff that's coming up to be released. So, I mean, raising your vibration, that's a wonderful phrase that you brought to the table. I'm really glad you said it because it can be simple. It can be simple things like stop watching the news. <laughs> yeah. Um, be a little more loving to yourself or your kids or your, you know, your neighbors. Find a job that you really love instead of one that you hate. You know, if you if you follow your passion in that regard, that's really important. Because yep. we've got the, it's just they're going to work every day and they just hate it. I mean, how much how how joyful can that be for you? You know, we came here, we incarnated to be here at this time because this is the pinnacle time in Earth's evolution. It's 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 a happening place. So consciously or unconsciously, everybody that's here now is taking part in this elevation, this ele evolution of Earth. So I think it's more fun to do it consciously. And the Joy Chronicles, the books that I've written, give you insights into what's happening and how you can be a part of, of the work we're doing. There's descriptions in the back of each of the books, how you can take part in the transmissions we send to Earth. I mean, this started in 2014. In um, first transmission was April of that year. So you get a chance to actually travel in time, and it's easy. You're just doing it with your energy body, and it's easy to do. You just sit down, and you look at the date in the book where this transmission happened, and you say, hey, I'm just going to shut my eyes, and I'm just going to pretend that I'm stepping onto that spaceship, and I'm going to take part in this work that Joy and Tonos, he's the Ashtar commander that I met in that first book, are sending to her. So you can send gifts to yourself from the past. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It gets into just like some really weird questions. It's like, uh, because I understand, um, like we're trying to make sense of it all, right? Everybody has these different right. stories that they bring to the table and we got to figure out who's telling right. the truth, who's making it up. Right. What's, you know, are these good benevolent beings or are they, you know, are they demons masquerading as angels of light if you let some people tell it? So, but I understand that. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall it be. And that pretty much like whatever you can believe for, whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it. If you want to mm -hmm. see fairies, if you want to communicate with them, if you want to see them, if you want to communicate with gnomes and elementals, or you want to contact the light beings or the Ashtar commander, all of this stuff, you can do whatever you put your mind to. It starts off with your imagination. Just that weird blurry line is like, is it already real and I'm able to tap into those areas or is it real because I believe it and I'm looking for it and it kind of becomes a part of my reality because there's a lot of people who will never experience this stuff ever. But we've experienced so much and you've encountered so much over your life. So what is it? What does it um, begin with? Is it like. Because whatever you're looking for, you're going to find. Whether it's goods, bad, whatever outcome, right. Right. fairies, entities, aliens, you're going to find them. They're, they, Whether they exist out there or they exist because you believe they exist. That's some weird in-between realms there. But um, how much does that play in, 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 in wanting to move forward and saying, are these real? Does it start with an idea of like, hey, we exist won't you look for us or something or we're going to send these books to you or you're going to see this in a movie and we're going to speak to you through that movie and get you to encounter us like how does that really work with 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 us pursuing this because it could be kind of weird like hey what are you doing 
I'm trying to talk to the fairies. What? You're trying to talk to the yeah. fairies. What, what fairies? You know, they don't <laughs> exist. You're making it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, we do create our own reality. Individually and co-creatively, we're mm-hmm. all creating that. And so in the past, you know, this is these subjects have not even been able to be talked about. I mean, yeah. forget forget talking about fairies when I was growing up. I mean, I'm one of the baby boomers. You know, we're one of the, quote, older generations. But, you know, I've seen things in the future, okay? First of all, the parameter that I set for the beings that I connect with are that they are of the light and they are of, uh, in the highest uh, good for, um, for me and for the universe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So I'm not messing around with any of the lower energies, any adversarial energies. That's not where I am. I, I'm just, I've just got, I've got shields and I've got things in place that I don't have any interactions with those kinds of beings. So when I'm talking, the people that I'm talking with are like ascended masters or uh, galactic masters, like uh, Sananda, Jesus is one of the men, the people that I speak with. Osiris and Isis and Hathor and Toth, the Egyptian pantheon, we thought they were gods and they have the abilities of gods, so that's why we say they're gods, but they really are, they really have the abilities that we will eventually have. That Can I talk about duality and non-duality, Derek? Yes. Okay, so Earth is a dual world and it's always been that way since the very, very beginning of Earth being created and humanity has existed in duality which what's duality duality is there's struggle there's the right there's the wrong there's the good there's the bad there's the hot there's the cold there's the opposites okay and there's always resistance to what we want to create now that you may have noticed that that time between we want something to manifest and the time that it actually manifests is getting shorter i don't know if you've noticed that or not yes time is getting up in that regard and so as we're rising, as you, you're, you're personally taking control of your own life and saying, hey, I'm going to choose things that are good for me. I'm going to choose things that make me feel good, joyful, and happy. You, you raise your vibration. And when enough of us start doing that or continue doing that, many of us have been doing that, we, we, lift our, we lift collectively our energies. So as I said, we're in the fifth and the sixth dimensions physically right now. Of course, we're all energy, so we exist everywhere, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're more than the physical body, so we're energy, energetically, we're everywhere. So as we move up into seven and then finally into the eighth dimension, eighth dimension is the first non-dual dimension of Earth. Non-duality means, and hear me now, instant manifestation, you think, I want a diamond on my hand, you have a diamond on your hand. You think, today I'd like to be a couple inches taller, and I want to look like I'm about, oh, 25. And that manifests. There's no aging. There's no illness. There's no hatred. There's no war. There's none of the kinds of things that we experience. It's instantly manifesting. So 
I'm all for that because I've seen myself in the future. I look like I'm about 23. I didn't really even know who I was. I had to go to the council and I say, who is that? Who's that woman? I say, that's you. <laughs> I like that. I like the possibility that I could be that way. Now, between seventh dimension and eighth dimension, there's a barrier. So people that are still into hatred, into wars, and uh, all the kind of stuff that we've been experiencing will not move into that eighth dimension. Mm-hmm. But Gia was the embodiment of birth, told me she's not going to leave anybody behind. So we all have that option available. It's just about, you know, taking care of your own stuff. Duality and non-duality. That's we're in this mix of moving out of the duality into non-duality. Is that a bad thing? Because I've, I've, I've been, I found a lot of peace in embracing the duality. And I'm not just all this and I'm not just all that. There is a, a balance in all things, you know. That's that's fine, you know. I mean, that's a good way to deal with this, with the reality that we're currently existing in. It's just going to get easier. It's going to be easier that as more people start, you know, following their dreams, following their passions, start, um, you know, tuning into who they really are and deciding who they really want to be. You know, that all becomes it all becomes more graceful, and that's really what the books are about. They're really about having fun while letting people know what's happening and giving them a chance to be part of what's happening in a more conscious manner. Okay? Yeah. That's key. So, yeah. Having fun yeah. while doing it versus yeah. I don't want to be here. I don't like the, you know, I'm right. just mad at everyone and nobody right. believes what I believe in. Right, I'm right. just discouraged. Like that's not a good way to, to approach that it. Right? Get you anywhere. Nope. Yeah. And you know, we've all done that. And I, yeah. you know, I've got enough tools in my toolbox, my energy toolbox, that I can work on myself and let some of that stuff go because it doesn't empower you. It doesn't, it doesn't lift you up. It doesn't make you happy. You know, we just get in this habit of, we get in the habit of looking at what we don't like. Yeah. And of course that just feeds that situation. If we can shift our thinking to start focusing on what we do choose, what we do want. Yep. Now look for the good in your life. Look for the good in yourself. That's, that's the magic key to do, and it's it's can be a little bit challenging. Now you're talking about challenging. Um, what was some of the opposition that you faced when you embraced your destiny? When you said, "Okay, this is who I am, and I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to tell people. I'm going to start writing books and go public." Because that's a sometimes that's a big dark night of the soul, a big gulf and a gap in between of like right. I know who I am, but I have to do it in secret. I can't let nobody know that I believe this stuff. Like where, how long was that gap and, and, and what type of opposition did you face when you finally said, you know what, I don't care what people think. This is who I am. Right. Well, you know, luckily I have a really good support group with the people that practice the serenity vibration healing. You know, we connect with each other and support each other. So I have people that have experienced the kinds of things that I've experienced. So, you know, we, we're of like mind. Now, family is another whole story. Yeah. Right? I have two boys. Well, they're not boys. They're, yeah, they're young men, 35 and 41. And I told the, the younger one a few years ago when I first started bringing this information to her, I said, you know, we don't have to die in the future. And he goes, Mom, everybody dies. Well, that's been true. You know, and who would want to live forever if they or didn't feel good or if they had an old body? And I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 
perpetually regenerating bodies in the eighth dimension and looking however you want and feeling great. So, you know, I said, my sons want to believe me. And my older son said, Mom, when I see a dragon, I will be on your team 100%. So, you know, you can't, if, if you experience something personally and it's vitally important for you to share it, you can't let what people say stop you. Mm-hmm. That was my main goal in writing this first book because I wasn't going to write a book. You know, I thought, what, what am I going to talk about? A friend of mine who's uh, I work with energetically said, you know, I see you writing all these books. And I kept saying, no, she, she can't be right. And then when I met this Ashtar commander on that, that I talked about in the first book, stepped aboard his spaceship, I told you, his name is Tonas. He's over 25 million years old. I've seen him. He looks like he's 30. Okay. Strikingly handsome. I wasn't expecting that. And when I, when I did that, I thought, and I learned all these, ma- these wonderful things that he was telling me, I, could, I knew that they were true. The masters that I'd been working with had also told me those things. And so I thought, you know, I've got to tell people, I've got to let people know, give them hope, encourage them, tell them that Earth is really magical, and they're going to be they're going to be able to accept that and feel that magic more and more and more as we continue to evolve. We are magical human beings. Just the ordinary human being is a magical being. Mm -hmm. And we're going to remember that we're going to start being able to manifest those abilities that we've read about teleporting, telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, all those kinds of mastery gifts. That's, that's our future. Those are in our future. And some of us have experienced those already. You know, I've experienced telepathy. Um, I'm teleporting with my energy body now when I visit these different realms. But soon, in the future, I'll be able to do that with my physical body. And I love the idea of just saying, oh, I think I'll go to Santa Barbara today and poof, there I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, if you don't believe it, that's fine. You know, everybody ha- everybody has their own little paradigm that they can be maybe stuck in i think it's and, uh i think it's important to approach everything with a little bit of skepticism though right i mean you wouldn't yeah. want to just take everybody has a truth everybody has an encounter some of it contradicts their other stories or contradicts yeah. the next person right. or whatever but so i think it's i think it's healthy to approach all of this stuff with some skepticism versus just taking i would agree taking but everything. you know what you know where the, where the real answer is? It's in your heart. Mm-hmm. It's listening to your heart, listening to your own inner guidance. You know, I could I could speak from now until you know three weeks from now, and some people are just going to say this is baloney, and that's there's perfectly their right to believe that. But if you tune in, if you stop and think about it, and just you know tune into your heart, that's that's the guidance that we're going to be. We're going to be using more and more our heart consciousness. I mean, I'm not saying not to use your brain. That's important. You know, we're taught to think, 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 think. But, you know, you're not going to find the answers in this (laughs) really here. You know, the most important answers are going to come from brain mixed with heart. Yeah. That's where it becomes real. When you have these thoughts and ideas and things like that, that you believe in your mind or have these awesome ideas, even in your heart. But you have to 
start speaking them out. You got to start creating it, confessing it. And you start seeing things around you change. You start seeing your job situation change. You start seeing your friends start changing and stuff like that versus just being a victim of life or just being on default. And you just got all these friends around you who don't believe in you. And they, they're kind of toxic in your relationship with them and, and things like that. But you can start creating that stuff as you believe it. If you can believe right. it, you can create it and bring it into right. your reality. And, and you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you? Why, I mean, why would you want to have a bunch of friends around you who doesn't, who don't support you and they envy you and all this kind of, you can have, you can create whatever you want. That dream job, you don't have to be stuck at this job. I don't care what kind of circumstances they are. You can create the job that you want for yourself. If you're creating a need, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're feeling a need that exists, and I think everybody has those things within them that we can do. It's just being able to tap into it and believing it because we've been told that, you know, your best days are behind you and, you know, you should have tried 20 years ago or 10 years ago and now you have a family and kids. So you're kind of stuck where you are. You know, you start believing all of that stuff and you just settle for default. But uh, understanding the power of creativity, the power of your spoken word and your thoughts have the power to create. That's why I really like the scriptures. It talks about renewing your mind over and over and making sure that you're thinking beautiful thoughts and you're filling yourself with love and unity and things like that because you because the mind is powerful. The things that you're thinking about, you're going to create them. You're going to expect them. That's why when we keep, we're always in, in worry and doubt and stressing about bills and fears. When we keep thinking about that stuff, that stuff just genuinely just keeps coming back to us right. versus thinking about beautiful things and expecting blessings and expecting God to use us and, and help us to change other people's life. If you start, if you, ch you have to rewire your brain, but when you start moving like that believing like that you start seeing that stuff happen in your everyday life and all of those beautiful experiences that biblically the the disciples jesus they all experience healings and miracles and uh, dealing with angelic beings on higher realms of density traveling to other dimensions and all of that stuff they encountered that stuff on a daily basis so it's really it's really cool just whenever like all the holy books and some of the ancient books talk about this kind of stuff because I deal with a lot of people who are coming out of religion um, and they've, we, we, they're they scared to have this conversation, you know, but it's it's in the book. We're, you're talking about leaving your body and traveling to other realms, but you said one day you're going to be able to take your body with you. The Apostle Paul had some very similar encounters where he it was so real he didn't know if he took his body with him or his just spirit traveled to these other realms or, or whatever. So a lot of people feel like this condemning spirit when it comes to religion in the in their the hierarchy but the bible really promotes all of this kinds of stuff that's why it's really beautiful uh to talk about this stuff yeah i like when you were talking about mastering uh, we call it mastering the mind um and there I, I would like to direct people to my website because the some of the blogs that i've written one is about you know self-love how to love yourself more uh, dreaming the future and I've, and I've woven into several of the blogs the serenity vibration healing work that I've done so that you can actually do some energy work yourself. Um, uh, you know, we're working with the creator, we're working with God, and it's not um, it's not anything. That it, it's only put the serenity vibration healing work is, is put in place by the creator and your God self. So... <clears throat> Though that part of you is knows the truth of your nature, knows that it's connected with and is part of God. 
anyway, those blogs, like um, there's some great ones on the fairies. There's some ones on the dragons. There's one on self-love. There's one on a bridge into non-duality where that's a technique that's very simple. You visualize uh, an energy bridge that starts right where you are and, and leads into that higher dimension. And you step onto your bridge because, you know, if you, if you've been like, if you're like me, in the past, when I had experienced somebody that I loved or was close to me was in, in trouble, I would do this. I'd dive right in, try to help them. Well, you know, that both of us ended up in trouble then. Mm-hmm. So it's called enabling, I think you say, <laughs> the old word. Anyway, you step on your bridge, your bridge of light, which is above this turmoil that's that might be going on in your life. You've got somebody that's, you know, addicted to something or you you've tried to help them. It's not worked. You step on your bridge and you just visualize the bridge and it, it will be it will be there for you. And you see that turmoil just flowing underneath the bridge and how you help those other people in your life. is You just send them love. You stay on your bridge, on your a neutral place, on your higher dimensional location and you send them love it's and that's uh called the bridge to non-duality it's on my website on my blog awesome um talk a little bit about your information regarding the ashtar command how did you um start dialogue with them like how, how, how how did those early conversations go how did they approach you or did you approach them how did that work out yeah. I approached them. I had been using the serenity vibration healing for a long time to work on myself. And then I started looking around thinking, well, gosh, you know, earth could use some help too, because I going back to that time I had as a child, I was very connected to nature. And so I started, you know, I started working with some of the, um, some of the healers, the energy healers that I'd worked with personally. And I knew that they had a high degree of integrity. I started putting together some some of the things that they had done that didn't feel quite complete and, and making them more complete by taking them to the Galactic Councils of Light. Those councils oversee everything that is applied to Earth. So I put together this energy package. It was having to do with the, the cities of light on Earth. And I just used my energy body and I just said, oh, I'm, going to, I'm going to step on this Ashtar command ship because I'd, I'd learned about the Ashtar command from this other healer. Sure enough... <clears throat> I'm on the ship. I went with a friend of mine who does serenity vibration healing also. And she was seeing better than I was at the time. And she said, oh, he's really handsome. I'm thinking, oh, great. <laughs> well, okay. I hadn't been interested in any kind of a relationship for a long time. <clears throat> and she said, he looks like he's very smitten with you. And I'm thinking, what? And then she just asked him, are you smitten with her? And he goes, yes, very much so. And if she comes back, we can hold hands. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a little more than I was expecting, but um, it was so fascinating. Of course, I had to go back. And later, um, later, much later, and several books later, I learned that from Sananda, who's one of the ascended masters that I work with, that Tonas, that's the Ashtar commander's name, Tonas and I had like, had, had, like 785 or six incarnations together. And some of those, since they were on non-dual worlds, were still happening. All right. So it's no wonder that out of the 86 million Ashtar command ships that were located above, above Earth at that time, 86 million, I stepped onto his ship. 
Now they're on higher dimensions on like the ninth and the tenth dimension above Earth, which so they wouldn't be visible to us. I mean, the cool thing about I mean, the thing about the Ashtar Command is they can they can keep people from coming here and taking things from Earth. <clears throat> but they can't just come down and fix everything like my son wants them to do. He said, Mom, why don't they just come down and fix this stuff? I said, what they can't is if we have a free will planet. We get to choose what happens here. So the books that I've written offer you a chance to vote. Your input is vital to our uh, a graceful evolution and elevation. On my blog, there's some there's a site there's a section called I mean on my website sorry joyelaine.com there's a section of world mission. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And there are about four, there's probably 15 four-minute recordings of different ways that you can get involved in helping the Earth. One of them is working with the Ashtar Command. So 86 million ships they are um, non-dual beings and they are just here to support earth and they've been doing that for thousands of years um have you ever so you said that you it's been something that you've been done in the uh like whether it's the dream state or or just leaving your body have you ever had any of those encounters that that showed up in the physical realm whether it be seeing ufos or strange lights in the sky and them communicating with you that way well the when you talk the physical realm there's so different so many different ways of being in the physical realm and when i when i interact with these beings on the higher dimensions i'm either i'm sleeping it and i wake up or the books are actually i'm sitting on my on the sofa in my front room and I'm, i'm energetically transferring to these dimensions and i'm and i'm I'm speaking to them, and I've seen I've seen the genie that I meet in the first book. I've seen Tonas, the Aisha commander, when I'm when I'm in, when I'm doing that. So I don't know. I mean, they didn't manifest in my front room because you know they they're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're supposed to stay in those higher dimensions. Um, are you? Let me ask so, you this: Are you in just? I want to be clear. Are you in a relationship with one of these 
uh, entities well, from Astral Command? Well, you know, he said, Tonas, <clears throat> okay, so let me explain. In the, in the studies that I do with the Ascended Masters, we occasionally move back in time to take tutorials to study with to study with them in ancient times. And Tonas, and the second time I met him in this in this timeline, he told me he'd known me for a million years. He happened to see me at one of those ancient academies, and he he wasn't allowed to talk with me because that would have been against the rules. You know, he he couldn't approach me, and I didn't approach him. But he followed me through time to all the tutorials that I've taken since then, and that's been since 2000, well, before 2014. I forget when I actually started that. So then when he said, well, when he'd known me for a million years, I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he's, he's d deeply in love with me. I love him, but I haven't, I want to wait to experience the kind of love that they do in the higher dimensions because there's no... There's no, um, the, the relationships that I've ex experienced so far, you know, you end up wanting to fix the other guy, you know, and I don't want to do that anymore. I've avoided any kind of relationship. And he assures me that that doesn't happen on the eighth dimension. You know, you just, it's a different kind of love. It's an unconditional, full-on love that, that um, I think I've experienced for my children, but I've never experienced with another man. So it is a romance. Mm -hmm. The long distance romance. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. And he, let me tell you something else. I've seen the future where we have two children together. Wow. I've seen the children. Because they, they don't have babies in the higher dimensions the way we do. It's they, the, the child is not conceived inside the mother. It's conceived in an energy nest, but that's a, that's a mother and father form between them and in the, in, in the space between them. And it takes about six, six hours for the baby to mature. Mm. And the baby is born with the entire, the memories of the entire genetic line of both the mother and father. So pretty magical. Wow. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about dragons, because some people here uh, want to know a little bit about the dragons. There's a lot yep. of lore when it comes to dragons. They have, yep. uh, like in the Bible, it talks about the Leviathan, these, right. the, the um, behemoth, these type of creatures that maybe literally existed, maybe are spiritual entities or represent nations or people groups. Um, but then again, if we look at the Chinese culture, we look at all the other cultures all over the right. world. Dating back to ancient history, we always see these big um, statues and the veneration right. of the reptilian, the veneration right. of the dragon. What have, what are your uh, studies have shown you and experiences with the dragons? Well, I talk with um, I talk with Gia. That's remember I said that's the embodiment of Earth. Um, she manifested a fit, a, an energy body to be part of the celebration we had in the first book in this series. And I asked her about dragons because, you know, it was kind of like I found out that things had been stolen from Earth. And I was kind of like, well, I want to I think want the things that belong to Earth back here. And she said uh, and she and Woonfred, Woonfred, she suggested I speak with Woonfred. And I said, well, OK, she said he's he was um, the, the dragon king and he was they we actually killed off the dragons two times in the history of Earth. The last the last dragon was killed in 420. A.D. after after Jesus uh, uh, was killed. So I said, OK, I'll, I'll 
And in book two, I used something that the fairies gave me and worked with Ia, and we brought, we brought back all the dragons. Four million of them came back. I told you they, that she placed them on the seventh dimension, so they're not flying around the sky. So anyway, I decided I'd talk with Wundred, and she said, uh, she told me that Wundred was a healer when he was in, first alive, and he's, he was a, a golden dragon. And uh, he, he has a really, really deep voice. I mean, you can imagine the dragon. He told me he's five elephants tall and weighs 40 tons. He's one of the biggest dragons, and they do fly. Um, <laughs> I actually invited him to join this council that we back in old times, uh, raising a dragon. I said, well, why didn't the parents try to you know, rescue their baby? He said, well, you know, they always did, but those, <laughs> they're really fire. And they do cause, you know, some situations with catching things on fire. So they're trying to teach the babies to be, you know, to be calm around humans because they really want to coexist with us peacefully. I mean, four million dragons, you know, flying in formation. Now they're they're not, you know, we, they're not supported as well as they are in the, you know, you mentioned China and England and you know places like in Europe. People have more of an openness to believing in those kinds of beings. Uh, here in the states, you know, we're a little more skeptical. We're like, oh, I don't know if that's really true or not. But you know, hang around. You're going to see them in the future. Yeah, those are those are. Uh, it's interesting, especially when we look at uh, like the Game of Thrones and things like that. Yeah. All the dragons that are coming back into the lore and things like that. Now people are obsessing with with dragons. Very interesting. Um, well, well, the book, fifth book in my series, a picture on the front of the dragon prince that was born um, Mother's Day, two thousand fifteen. And um, that is very accurate. I really worked closely with um, graphic designer and uh, and Wundred and the friend of descriptions he gave me that um, so that, you know, you, you get a you get a look at what a dragon looks like. That baby was born. He was golden. Uh, Wundred said, you know, it's traditional when the egg starts to crack open. They they both parents breathe fire on it as the baby emerges. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> But, you know, that's just part of their ritual. So, um, you know, people, I've talked with a lot of people who mentioned that Game of Thrones. I, I never watched it. I just got a little bit into it, and it just was too um, was too violent for me. I'm really not into that. But dragons, <laughs> you know, are going to be part of our future in, peaceful, in a peaceful way. So I'm excited about that. Coexisting with the dragons and the serpents. Yeah. Well, there's a species of reptilian that's not so good, but you know, and I found that out in the book. But I really, you know, I really don't want to focus on that today. Yeah, definitely. Well, go ahead and plug your website one more time. My internet's kind of going in and out right now, so I'm afraid okay. I'm going to lose you here shortly. Joy, Joy Elaine, J O Y E L A I N E dot com. I'm on Facebook, and those are links on my website. I've got some great articles on my blog about leprechauns and fairies and King Arthur. King Arthur and Guinevere and the knights, several of his knights join our council in the second book. I've got uh, Abraham Lincoln, John F. Kennedy, Cleopatra, Mark Antony Caesar on the council in book two, Blossoming of Love. And um, check out the blog. I think that if you're struggling with anything, you know, different areas in your life, I think some of those articles will really be helpful. I mean, just 
tune in with your, you know, heart consciousness and say, you know, is this for me? I hope you, I hope it is. I think it would fit a lot of people because it's, it's an easy way to start, to start helping yourself. You know, there's all the answers outside of you. So what, you know, the answers you in, that you intuit that are inside you, those are the ones that are important. One last question here, and I'm going to take this question from the chat. Christy uh, folks wants to know if there are good fairies and bad fairies, or are they all good? I'm glad she asked that question, because I've read those books about, you know, you, you eat something in the fairy garden and you'll never leave and they steal children. That is absolutely not true. There is no such thing as a bad fairy. Absolutely. that If you don't remember anything about this uh, interview, they're, they're, they aren't. They are earth keepers. They are about joy and love. And without the fairies, this is what Gia, Mother, Mother Earth, told me. She said, without the fairies, Earth would be dead. They support every living thing on Earth. All the trees, all the grasses, um, and supported by the fairies. And the fairies exist everywhere except Antarctica, the Sahara Desert, and the ocean. Even if you're in, if you live in a desert, as long as there's some kind of greenery, you're going to have a fairy garden there. And there, there's over 25 million fairies. They just cover the earth, and they'd love to interact with you. So get out there and work on the ground and say hi to your fairies. Put your feet on the ground. Yep, put your feet on the ground. Thank you for asking that question. That was great. I'm glad I had a chance to answer that. Awesome. Well, I enjoyed this discussion, Joy, and uh, love to have you back on again sometime in the future. And I uh, really enjoyed it. So. You have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. Blessings to you and yours. All right. God bless. Joy Lane, ladies and gentlemen. Joy Lane, I'm sorry about the internet, man. This internet's something. I don't know what's going on. They got to fix it, though. I don't know. It's really ticking me off. I know I'm going in and out. If you're watching this on the live stream, uh, I believe that the uh, the audio portion will be good. If you missed that part about the dragons, I see some comments here where it was cutting in and out but if you missed that you want to rehear it uh, make sure you listen to it on the podcast end because I'm pretty sure that the uh, the audio will be preserved on the actual podcast apps so I'm recording this and I'll upload that audio the internet provider yeah there's some crazy stuff going on it got really this interview got really intense really quick man Got really weird a lot of them do a lot of them do. Um, mm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, like no disrespect, but like the more conversations I have with people, sometimes the less I believe a lot of this stuff. You know, there's like a common, there's a commonality when it comes to uh, people who are into this stuff, man. You know, there's some, even with me, you know, I have to put myself on the chopping block too. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm reading some of your comments. Y'all are making me laugh. Must have been a fairy census to let you guys know. Chris Garner says it must have been a fairy census to, uh, to actually know how many fairies, 25 million, I think the number was. 25 million fairies out there. Um, no, there's just a commonality, man, with like people who are really far out there. And maybe it's supposed to be there. Maybe this is like, maybe the commonality is people who've come from a harsh upbringing, had things taken away from them, 
um, no st- stability, had to move around a lot, taken away from what was what was magical for them. There's this commonality there that causes people to go within and to withdraw from society, to withdraw from their peers, even in elementary school and middle school, and kind of go into the books and go into the fairy lore and go into Tolkien and all of that stuff. And all that stuff is beautiful and magical in itself. Um, But there's a commonality there. Is that a character flaw that produces people who are unstable? Who don't function well in society? Or is that a commonality that is a perfect concoction for people who are open to higher understanding, to look at things differently, to ask bigger questions and not be concerned or really moved with the carnality things of life or the things of this world? Too mystical, right? Um... Because as you believe it, you you create it, right? We've all got some crazy stories, right? I think that's one thing that links us together. Um, Then it gets weird when you start having relationships with these angelic beings. I know, and I'm not the one to call demon and call this and call that, which I believe in that stuff. But I remember the last time that uh, the angels wanted to have relationships with women what happened you know genesis 6 if you believe that narrative that the angels looked upon the daughters of men and saw that they were fair and wanted to uh give them children and let me show you what the children will look like it gets weird tonas the ashtar command all of these type of entities like Um, just because I haven't experienced it doesn't give me the right to say that it's wrong or it doesn't exist. I mean, look at, you know, but just because you have experienced, it doesn't mean, doesn't give you the, uh, the fact to say that it's right or truth. Right. I mean, it gets really weird. It's really weird. Repeatability is one thing. It happening in your mind, happening in happening in your imagination, happening in the dream state. There's to me that's a little slippery. Um, when it does cross over, that's mostly, you know. And I and I, I'm I'm taken back to um, the um, J.C. Johnson interview. Rest in peace, J.C. Johnson. Um, but when I'm talking to him about spirituality and, and things that go bump in the night, he's into cryptozoology and he says it becomes his, it, it lands in his realm or his field of, of study and research when something touches the ground, when something becomes physical, ghosts and fairies and all of these things that live in other higher dimensions, aliens, whatever, um, is one thing. 
But when they exist and show up on the earth and move around and and become physical beings, then it becomes something that I want to look into and research that we can actually track. And J.C. Johnson has been one to actually go out there and track these type of entities and Bigfoot and all of these crazy, (coughs) excuse me, Thunderbirds and things mentioned of in cryptozoology, things that touch make put their feet on the earth you know what i'm saying and so that's that's the part that that interests me and so there's a lot of people who i've talked to who have haven't had those physical encounters it's been but who what, what's real you know the physical just because it shows up physically doesn't mean it's more real than the spirit or the essence of something the spirit of it right i mean just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real look at the wind i mean look at you know, some people say, God, I can't see God, you know, but you see the essence and the life force of God, of the wind. You feel it. You're moved by it. You know, um, it doesn't mean something doesn't, isn't real just because you can't see it. There's so much stuff going on, even with this blasted Internet, these signals being shot everywhere. Y'all can't see that, but you've experienced it because I'm able to go live and talk to a lot of people at one time. Or lack of when it's messing up, right? We're able to experience it. But um, it gets weird, especially the relationship thing. You know what I'm saying? So, and Chris is talking about psychology here. Um, why do you look for this? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Of like why do you need a relationship with an entity like why do they want to be with you intimately it's because you have failed relationships did you lose a husband that you were really close with I mean, i've talked to those ladies you know what i'm saying and there's similar stories who were in failed marriages because of their work or whatever the case is or the husband went out of wedlock so it's okay I, I got a husband who won't leave me I mean, that even goes into the Christian psychology of it. I'm married to Christ. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Unlike some people, he will never leave me, never forsake me. So there is 
you can benefit from that, that ideology, that understanding, that truth. You know, I talk about that on the aspect of a father, having a father walk out and leave me. But I now have a father who will never do that. And it's personified through Christ, through the Godhead, Father God. Why do you call God Father? Well, because he is, you know. So that's the, the with God, like we're just trying, okay, are we mixing it together? Like we just got to have the conversation. Like the the name for God is, is Yah. Or Ahaya. Ahaya. Ashar Ahaya means I am that I am. And I will be whatsoever I will be. And so essentially like the universal essence of God will be whatever you need him to be. If you need God to be a father, he'll be that. If you need him to be a mother, if you need it to be a husband, a friend. So you attract that. That's what you need. And that's what it shows up to you as whatever you need at that specific time and it becomes real to you and other people won't experience that and it's just this really weird realm because we're talking about things that you can't see we're talking about things that you can't experience and but when it comes to having relationships extramarital relationships with entities Chris Garner's posting the red flag I seen that because when it comes to having relationships with entities man like I've tried to do some stuff like that in the past years ago when I was young um end up getting possessed man end up getting possessed trying to have relationships with entities doing rituals out of the satanic bible and things like that with uh, making packs with female demons or whatever you want to call them just gets really weird man Um, you have to draw a red flag you have to use caution you don't you have to approach this with, with skepticism. But then again, just because I haven't experienced it, just because you haven't experienced it, doesn't mean it's not real. But there's those people listening who have experienced it, who knows knows all too well what it's like um, to feel that way. I do see that commonality, though, there with a lot of people who have been unstable. And me, I've been, you know, had that childhood, moving from school to school. Father walked out looking for identity, looking for... You know, and then you find it in these other, other, um, whatever you want to call this. But I do, um, it doesn't negate the fact that this stuff is, uh, real or it exists just because you haven't experienced it, just because you haven't encountered it. I mean, that's one of the whole mysteries of this whole thing in general is, um, you know, we're able to experience things that other people will never experience. That's a weird notion. I believe that. Biblically, I believe that. Like, I'll show you things that you don't know and can't find out. That's what a promise from God gets really, really slippery. But it's like the, the more I talk to people, man, it's, um, I'm a skeptic. I'm, I'm Thomas, the doubter. I doubt it. You got to show me. Show me. We can go. We can go within. 
and we're opened up to a whole realm through spirituality, through our, our mind. We create things. We have imaginary friends that come back and speak to us when we're older. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gets, it gets insane. That's funny that uh, somebody in the chat a while ago posted 667. That's kind of a synchronicity for me because somebody, I don't know why you posted that, but I was listening to the radio yesterday on uh, satellite radio and the host was talking about somebody's address, uh, an artist address, and it was 667. And he was talking about he was the neighbor of the beast. He wasn't the beast, but he was a neighbor of the beast. So. Goodness. My dogs are barking. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, man, insane. I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Dave. Dave with uh, five to nine uh, zine. If you guys haven't seen, I'll just show it here um, for those watching. And if you want to see this, um, this magazine here, you can go to, uh, you can actually go to 5 to com and check this out. Buy it for five bucks. Um, really cool about this art, this magazine, they, they f- did a feature on me um, and they featured Danya on the cover. And if you guys are familiar with the True Seeker podcast, I interviewed Danya several months back. Really uh cool lady who's um has a beautiful voice. Um she also um is in what was she into? Sufi no I can't remember it now, but she was into uh it was like the offshoot of the uh a Hindu tradition. I can't for some reason the name is uh I can't think of the name. Anyway. But they did a spread on me, and I'm just going to show this on camera right quick. And he uh, did a spread on me and did an interview. It was really cool. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to 5to9zine.com, pick it up for 5 bucks, Make history. So, yeah, shout out to Dave and uh, 5 to 9 zine for putting this together. Doing a featurette on your boy, asking me about life and all this cool stuff so yeah Danya was a really cool guest I had on here too so that's a series as well um Sherry says um sounds like her imagination casting down all imagination that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God here's the thing though like which parts of that cast itself against the knowledge of God and which parts of the imagination does it take to believe in the higher realms, to even believe in Christ. Like we're talking about, like we, we, I'll just say like that, that lady believes some pretty far out there stuff, some pretty weird stuff. But as far as Christianity and the Bible and the church, there's some far out stuff in the, in those books too, right? There's some pretty far out stuff in, in, in there. So t- it's so funny that like people who are into the Bible or into Christianity, will make fun of, oh my God, you believe in this, oh, you know, and they they make fun of you and all that kind of stuff for being far out there, Um, when the Bible is is pretty far out too, like you have to believe in some pretty crazy stuff to to believe in the Bible, and um, you know, it's just part of it, it takes faith, supernatural realms exist, and they're kind of iffy, they're blurry, we don't know 
We don't know everything. We don't have it all figured out. It would be too easy then, you know. But I really do think that, you know, bringing all these conversations together, there's something you can glean from, you know. Um, like if we look at the, I mean, we look at, like I said, the, the, the disciples, the apostles, the prophets, like those were some really spiritual people who were stargazing who were in contact with God, the voice of God, the cloud of God, the fire of God. You know what I'm saying? They seen crazy miracles because they believed it. And they trusted that inner intuition, that inner guidance system, that inner GPS to move from one one realm to the next. Like the voice of those angels, those dreams, be getting an angel speaking to you in your dreams. Like, that's pretty crazy, right? But we have those conversations like it's real. It takes um, a level of faith. But a lot of times I think it comes with an encounter first for a lot of people. You just follow the encounter. And then for others, maybe they believe it starts with the imagination. And then the encounters kind of catch up with the imagination or your belief, your belief system. Which comes before the other. This thing is probably different for everybody. You know, I, like I say, I think I'm doing most of the stuff I'm doing today. Started out from those early encounters I had as a little kid, you know. Seeing beings in my room and letting me know that something existed. Like something's going on. Can't really put our fingers on it and say this is what it is. Okay, that was demons from the seventh dimension who came to uh, check on me or came to extract my DNA or came to put fear in my heart. Like you really, it's really, it's slippery. All of it is every single bit of it. And it moves into realms when people start doing this stuff where they move into a realm where they just start making it up as they go. And where do you make it up from? You pull it out of your imagination. You know, there are those people that are in, in all of these realms. They're in Christianity they're in the new age circles. They are the Corey Goods, the David Wilcox, the Emory Smiths. They are these people who make this stuff up as they go. Like, are they having these encounters or are they just really good storytellers? Some of these people are just really good storytellers. And if you say something with a level of uh, authority, the masses, the people looking for somebody to follow, the people looking for truths, a lot of times they'll believe it hook line, hook line and sinker just because the way you present it as a Jordan Maxwell, as a Bill Donahue. Oh, man, Bill Donahue, this like if you if you say it like it's real, people will believe it, man. You know, <coughs> but at the same time. You put yourself out there to to. um to belittle other people's beliefs or to say what's real and what isn't. Renee Ruiz says spiritual discernment. Shout out to Renee. How are you, my friend? Shout out to Jacob. What up, brother? Chris Garner, everybody holding us down in the chat. Jared. Um. Yeah, Sherry says, uh, once you fight demons, I think you keep your guard up a little more. Yeah. I, I do say that um, I, I have and because um, that's where I come from, right? Demonic realm. But then again, you don't want to have your guard up t so that you're just shut down to everything. 
You know what I'm saying? So then it gets kind of block out all the like everything or just call it like cause there's those Christians out there who call everything demon demonic. They call it every, everything is demons. You know, we don't want to be those people either. Expansion of the mind, expansion of the consciousness, but just, you know, um, Christy folk says, follow Jesus, follow Christ to a place unfathom. See, that's the thing, man. For me, that's the safe zone. Like that's the discernment for me is Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's different, but for me. Following Christ is a mystical experience. Going into those realms through Christ, having that relationship with Christ, with God. And if God opens up those doors, if you can believe for it, you can do it through him, which I believe is the right way, which is, you know. But then again, you know, God is all God is in a little bit of everything. So. Christ in you, the hope of glory, Chris Barr says. Christ out of you is the manifestation of that glory. That's where we are. When you start a podcast and you finish it and you have more questions, maybe that's good. Maybe that's good. Exploration. Who knows? Who knows? I definitely don't. Um, yeah, I don't know about Tonas and... um making packs but she does if that's what you're looking for there's something for everybody there's a support group <laughs> they have a support group for that kind of stuff and if that's what you're into check out her website I'm at a loss for words guys Um, I can't keep doing this now <laughs> I love y'all man um Internet's been uh, stable enough to uh, broadcast this, but you know you got to be open. You got to be open, man. You got to be open-minded, or you're not gonna experience anything. Um, Chris Barr says, "See you on Discord." Yeah, I'll hang out in Discord. Um, if y'all want to hang out. We will uh, have some conversation. If you are looking for community, looking for support group, if you're looking to discuss these episodes, that's where we do it. Discord. It's a chat app. Uh, you can chat via text, and you can also get into voice chat with us. The app link is in the description. You can download it on your phone or your computer. Make sure you hang out with us over there. We got some really cool people, really cool community that we we have over there. So if you're looking for community, join us there. Be sure to support the work, support the podcast uh, on Patreon, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. It enables me to do this and um, have these crazy conversations. But um, everything that we're doing, everything that we're bringing to the table, I will say I'm excited about some of the newer music that I'm working on and some of it's available there now. Make sure you go check that stuff out, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. School of the Mystics, get access to that. And um, yeah, without... um, it's pretty much it. That I'll I'll plug the um, the Audible as well because Audible supports the show pretty good when people sign up. So if you want to uh, download a free audio book, head on over to audibletrial.com backslash truthseeker, audibletrial.com 
backslash truth seeker. The link is in the description as well. You get to download a free audio book by signing up. It doesn't even cost you anything. You can sign up, get your free book, and then cancel, and they, you'll never be charged. Um, but yeah, it's really really cool app. Audible is pretty dope. Um, it's cool to have uh, you listen to audio books when you got other stuff going on as well, multitasking or driving or whatever the case is. And it supports the show. Head on over there, check that out. You don't know what books to read. Two books that I will definitely tell you to check out is one is The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. Um, that book changed my life, my view on spirituality, my view on spiritual warfare. Say that. And as w- also another book, if you've already read that one, you can read The Alchemist by Paulio Coelho. That book is there as well. So uh, make sure you go check out that stuff. And like I said, they support the show. I get a kickback on that. Um, Chris Garner says, these other dimensions and alternative realities are a slippery slope. Best to have grounded a, a grounded footing in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Start there. Because that's all the mystical experience you need. You have access to everything through Christ. You really do. That's, I mean, don't fight it. That's really what it comes back down to. And whatever Christ leads you to, you know what I'm saying? Like, do that. Approach it through Christ. If he leads you to the Ashtar command, that's what he does. If he leads you to the Elohim, if he leads you to the Pleiadians, that's between you and him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, But yeah, go through Christ. He is the gate. He is the door. You know what I'm saying? Do it the right way. Don't get possessed. Protect your neck. For real. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. I'll see y'all in Discord. Love y'all. Peace. episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truth seeker say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.